Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes Hello and welcome To another episode Of life as a gringo I am Dramos Of course It is Thursday So it means it's time For our Thursday Trends episode And my guest today Man Friend of the show An incredibly popular TikToker But most importantly An advocate uh, and an activist, I should say, in Puerto Rico, my guy, Dean Huertas. How you feeling, bro? Dean Huertas, I'm hanging, bro. I'm hanging, living my best life, bro. I'm doing pretty good out here, man. Thank you for uh, bringing me on again, man. I'm very happy to be here. Of course, bro. Of course. And I, I love to hear that that you're doing well. I mean, obviously, 
there was a lot with the hurricane happening over there, you know, a, a lot of pieces to, to pick up, a lot of work to do. So obviously we're going to dive into all of that with you, man. Um, I, I want to talk about some of the projects. I know you're always working on some sort of uh, philanthropic project over there uh, on the island. So, right. so I, I want to touch base and see where you could push people to where, where the, the most help is needed. But first, man, I, I want to get into some of these um, stories that from from the last week or so that have been kind of trending i mean we'll obviously touch on biden's trip to puerto rico um and we'll get into all that's happening over there uh obviously there's a lot a lot of conversation happening beyond just the hurricane but also just in general puerto rico's status so we'll talk about that um man you you have this this horrible story about uh two men in texas who have been arrested after allegedly shooting two migrants um so we'll, we'll get into that story and then uh, man, this kind of felt appropriate given the the topic of Jeffrey Dahmer and the conversation that's been happening around that on the Internet. You have police investigating a suspected serial killer in California that uh, is apparently targeting Latino men. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And then, man, on some positive news for our Mijente segment, we'll honor somebody who uh, has been such a huge part of our community. Somebody I know you're a gigantic fan of and uh, and they're definitely getting their flowers. So we'll talk about that. And uh, first and foremost, man, let's just we'll dive into some of this heaviness, man, the BS in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, man. So let, let, let's start in your wheelhouse in, in the island of Puerto Rico. Obviously, you are heavily involved in, in so many things going on there. First and foremost, you know, from for you, boots on the ground living there. How how is it? What are the conditions like right now? Uh, a, a couple weeks out of this hurricane, man, a couple weeks out. And I'm just I'm grateful for where I'm at in my location. Isabella, uh, the yeah. mayor has been like fighting against this whole um electric company that's been privatizing the energy of Puerto Rico. And he, right. because of this guy, the mayor himself, he turned on the lights in certain neighborhoods. My neighborhood sure. is one of them. And mm. now the electric company is trying to fight him and trying to get right. him arrested for turning on the people's lights. And now it's I saw that collisions, collisions, collisions happening on top of that. But in my yeah. region, that's like one of the bigger issues. But in the south side of Puerto Rico, we're talking Añasco, Salinas. Uh-huh. Ponce, bro, no light, like still mm. like having a lot of homes trying to get out the water from the hurricane that affected their homes, bro. I mean, right. I'm like safe in my house, but then when I go into these other neighborhoods in the south of Puerto Rico and I see people that are still waiting for their water to turn back on, man. How, wow. they, how are they showering? You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. People are they're having to go buy gallons or having to use like the river. Like mm. you, the you know, just whatever they can, just stay clean, you know, and have yeah. their dishes however they can, you know. So it's wow. very humbling. It's very humbling yeah. in a lot of ways, you know. And I'm just trying to do my best part and uh, and give it back to the community, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I I appreciate that, man. I mean, so y- you had Biden come to Ponce uh, recently here, and he he basically said, you know, uh, quote, "You deserve every bit of help this country can give you." Talking about the people of Puerto Rico, right. saying that he's quote committed to this island. Um, Biden did announce a sixty million dollar uh, additional funding right. to to help shore up some of the levees and fortify uh, Puerto Rico's flood walls, uh, as well as create a new flood warning system for Puerto Rico's uh, two point six million residents. 
first and foremost, thoughts. What is the general consensus on the United States' response to the island thus far in this hurricane? Well, Biden showed up. So at least right. here, I'll give it. He, right. he made the effort. His yep. visit was no longer than Bad Bunny's concert in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I think, I'm not mistaken, I think Bad Bunny's concert in Puerto Rico lasted longer than Joe Biden's visit. So right. <laughs> that's where I'm standing on with that. So yeah. that's one. Two, now that he made the announcement that he's going to give federal aid to Puerto Rico, my only concern is after we've seen what happened with um, Hurricane Maria and how the yep. money went to the government of Puerto Rico, my biggest yeah. concern is, is it going to happen again? Where is yeah. this money going towards? How is it being right. used? Is it going to the right people? That's right. my concern, you know? And yeah. our current governor of Puerto Rico right now, he's the same party as the previous governor that Puerto Rico kicked out back in 2019. Right. It's the same right. party, just different people in it. So those are my skeptical analysis. In my right. With that, you know, I don't know what to expect. I, well, I love the the irony of of Pierluisi, who's the governor of Puerto Rico, telling Biden that they need help and that they need all these funds and and these things, and it's just kind of like. But he's also being critiqued, Pierluisi himself, for not doing much for the island of Puerto Rico. It's it's ironic. He's telling somebody else uh, that they need to to help out the island. Yeah, and a lot of pressures on him after Bad Bunny made it very clear he does not yeah. like Bad Bunny and and home in his last album. Right. And at the concert, when he announced it to all, all of Puerto Rico and whoever right. was watching from the outside that streamed the concert that night, he said, yeah, Feluisi Mamabicho. And we're just like, <laughs> I was, I was like, holy cow. He did not just say that. Right. He, right. I was like, that's what I'm talking about, bro. So. I, I mean, you, you, you love to, you love to see. I, I want to interject also with this quote from, from Biden because. This also just shows like politicians think that we give a shit about these stupid things like this, because Biden also said, quote, I was sort of raised in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. Oh, and they're saying, yeah. despite the fact that there are only about 2000 Puerto Ricans living in Delaware when he was uh, launching his career five decades ago. Oh, but it my just, God. It's so funny to me that they still think we give a shit about like these fake words that they're just kind of like, yo, we love you guys. Oh, but I always stand with my Puerto Ricans like, bro, show us the proof. That's what we care about. He basically say, I have one cousin that's black, so right, I'm like, yeah, I'm black. Yeah. You know? Like, right, I'm, right. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm all set, bro. Like, that means nothing. He said, I kind of sort of grew up with... I'm like, what does that mean, bro? Right. What, what are you saying? He's just, I don't know, he's like breadcrumbing. He's like looking for a yeah. cookie point. I don't know what right. I'm getting from I'm like, okay, like, bro, we're still right. a colony. Like, do yeah. something about that. Make you want to make right. an impact. Like change the status, bro. Don't even give right. me that stuff. Right, right, right. And and so he also lifted the Jones Act temporarily to allow those <laughs> fuel ships to come over. People were complaining for a decent amount of time as Word. to why he hadn't lifted that act to allow these fuel ships to to come out. I mean, I, I want to quickly touch on TikTok, touch on comments because I I I have been personally just beginning to start my TikTok journey here. I've given in. And I when stop. I have this this content about uh, Puerto Rico and the status and colonization, gentrification, you have all of these idiots fighting back against this and, and talking about how 
Uh, the colonizer thing isn't real. Puerto Rico is a self-governing country. At the same time, gentrification is a normal thing. They're helping out the economy. I mean, how how are you when you see these these comments that go against like everything we, we know to be true? How do you react to that? Uh, I can only react so much. They make me lose <laughs> my brain cells. Yeah. You know, like I, it's like they're trying to bring on that American, you know, savior complex. Like, oh, I'm right. doing you a favor for your community. No, you're not. You're not. Right. You're displacing. I've seen I've had my own friends get kicked out of their homes because yeah. these, you know, outside millionaires want to buy up property and remove all the locals right. and like increase the rent tenfold. Right. I'm just like, bro, right. like yeah. they're not helping anybody at all. They're only helping themselves, man. And right. one of the videos that I did that that went viral on um to Facebook and Instagram that I made from TikTok, Bad Buddy's yeah. um girlfriend shared that bro because she yeah. understands he witnessed it firsthand bro and because of her that's yeah. when my page started getting a lot of heat from regans <laughs> non-regans yep. outside investors i was just like oh my god you see and then they want they're trying to defend their point of view but like as a native living right. here bro you're not going to tell me otherwise i'm seeing what i'm seeing i'm experiencing what i'm experiencing they're trying to pacify me they're trying to silence me i'm just like no you don't know it stop it stop it yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm glad you're giving that perspective to somebody who, who who lives there. I'm curious too. Last thing I want to touch on when it comes to Puerto Rico mm-hmm. is the independence movement, right? Because it feels like there is a strong push, especially from our particular generation, right? right? But the argument is that the independence movement on paper represents a very small sector of the population in Puerto Rico, and most people are arguing between uh, you know staying the same, the status quo and becoming a state. So, I mean, for you, is that an accurate representation from your experience kind of of the general conversation here in Puerto Rico? I will say, you don't ask for independence. You take independence. So, a little piece of paper, there are some people who want to do it by the book, try to do it, you know, fair and respectfully. And then there's the others that don't believe, I'm not asking, I'm taking, and however, wherever, how they're going right. to do that, you know, We'll see, but right. I have seen a bigger increase in the support at the Puerto yeah. Rican Day Parade in New York City. Yeah. I've been, I've done it three times, and the first two times I just see you know flags everywhere, everybody waving the flags left and right. Um, when I'm in the middle of Fifth Avenue, yeah, this year was different. When I went down Fifth Ave, I saw more of the original Celeste. Puerto Rican flags and a mm. lot more people waving them flags in the crowd. That wasn't yeah. as much back right. a couple of years ago. And I saw uh, many other people in the crowd saying Puerto Rico is not for sale or mm. Puerto Rico no se vende. Right. And for me, that means that the conversation is being had way more than I ever expected it. This past right. Puerto Rican uh, parade that, that this year, yeah. was that was one of the things that stuck out to me the most that we're talking about it within my generation and other generations and i've seen right. way more of the correct my my the correct flag for me yeah being waved and i think that that being said here there's a lot more people that have shifted their mindset because after the 2019 um um protests yeah that it has geared a different mindset into self-identity self-respect uh-huh. and what PR as a nation 
once, you know? Mm. But you have the governor of Louisi asking for equality, and I'm not even going to touch that guy. Right. <laughs> right, right. And I, I think that there's also a thing people don't also understand. A lot of the previous generation has kind of been fooled into thinking they need the United States, right? So there's a lot of the colonial poison that happens uh, in, in a, that puts people in fear of thinking, yeah, things aren't great now, but they could, they're going to be worse without the U.S., right? So they're just like, why touch anything? Let's leave it. You know, we're, we're surviving, right? And, and unfortunately, that's that's just not a healthy mindset for, for people to be able to thrive, right? Surviving, accepting the bare minimum is not what, what we deserve. You know, we deserve far no. more than that. I agree. We deserve 10 times more than that, man. We don't yeah. accept in the bare minimum. There are people that are just gobbling it up, taking the bare yeah. minimum in. I'm like, bro, who right. are you? Like, why? Right. Like, you want the best life? Go live there. I live there. I'm from there. I left right. it. It's not right. <laughs> right. You know? Right. So, that that's a fact. They, they also forget that uh, if you're a state, the amount of taxes and fucking stipulations they're gonna have from local governments uh, from Bruh. the U.S. They don't understand, man. They don't understand how how much that paycheck hurts when they take out them taxes. They don't mm-hmm. understand how much of a pain in the ass all these little you know municipalities for permits and all this shit like that happens when you become a statehood. And I think that that if if a lot of people unfortunately are blind to thinking that this is just like easy right. easy money for them. And I will use Hawaii as an example, bro. Yes. Hawaii is the most expensive state, bro. And people are playing Hawaii, saying, oh, Hawaii needs tourism. Bro, they're a state, bro. Right. They are a state. And the tourism, bro, nah. Right. Right. I'm all set. I'm all set. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We're getting into it. Let's, uh, Let's pause for a second, take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds make mom's mother's day and all the 364 days that aren't mother's day with a bartesian cocktail maker at 50 dollars off visit b-a-r-t-e-s-i-a-n.com backslash mother now to get 50 dollars off the bartesian premium cocktail maker bartesian premium cocktails on demand now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. All right, we are back. So let, let's shift gears a little bit, man, because obviously out, outside of Puerto Rico, you know, and, and our personal kind of issues that we're, we're fighting against, you know, many of our, our Latino brothers and sisters are fighting against immigration, right? And, and trying right. to uh, get a better life for, for them and their family. And obviously tensions are high in places like Texas. And, and you have these sort of cowboys out there that think it's their job to police what's going on at the border. And sadly, they, they take it too far, as, as we're seeing here in, in Texas. This is in El Paso, right, where you had two brothers arrested in connection with a shooting that left one migrant dead and another hospitalized, right? And the two suspects are in custody. Uh, and, and one of them actually previously worked as a warden at West Texas Detention Center, who actually has worked closely with ICE. And uh, they used to house detainees over there, right? And and basically, a preliminary report is claiming that the two migrants hid from the brothers as they approached them in a vehicle. The driver of the vehicle, Mike, then exited the car, leaned his weapon against the hood before firing two shots at the migrants. 
striking one of them in the stomach and and then the other uh who who died on the scene yeah. and it uh, man white white supremacy is 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 reigning so freely out here and it's very scary this is actually reminiscent of uh the Ahmad Aubrey murder in in Georgia where they they decided to play police in their local town and and it led to this poor man being shot and killed uh for for no reason and this is kind of like a similar thing where you have these these people who have been pre-programmed with this hate and and much of it politically driven think it's okay for them to police the you know w- what's going on man it's just it's just fucking scary you know what i mean it's scary to think that these guys think it's okay to do stuff like this there's no reason they're just doing as they please, bro. And it's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair, yeah. bro. Well, and, and it's scary because this is like vigilante justice type shit, right? It's mm-hmm. like that that doesn't exist in, in this world. And if you are uh, an American, right, who who loves this country and loves the system, you know, the police are a part of are a part of that, right? There's a reason why there's a checks and balances system. There's a reason why cops aren't supposed to just shoot people, regardless of if they are criminals or not, right? Like you're supposed to have your day in court. You know, their their cops have to go through certain training, be it, it, it probably not enough, but they still have to go through certain training to carry weapons, you know, and then you have these idiots who want to play cop going out there and, and taking people's lives for no reason, you know, and thinking that yeah. they're doing it in the name of law and order and, and fucking, you know, America, you know what I mean? It's exactly. just scary. And, and on top of that, too, bro, it's like the gun laws are strict yeah. in New York City. You got to uh-huh. go through hell and back just to get like a certain type of gun. But in yeah. Texas... You can just go to like a random store and just buy it like that. It's not as strict out there. And the fact that they're giving these guns to these types of people and doing so, and these people are running out the streets doing ancestors know what, you know, it's like, are they going to, my only question is if they, if they do the damage, are they going to receive the same repercussions that our migrant brothers and sisters would have done, right. you know? Yeah. I will. We'll, we'll see what happens when they, they get their day in court. You hope that they're going to be held responsible for it. And, and last thing on that is allegedly this guy who was working for the corrections facility had all kinds of like human rights cases brought up against him for mistreating inmates and things like that. So it's nice. like, Nice. You know, well, yeah. What do you expect from these types of people? Yeah, he still somehow has a job and is able to carry a gun, you know, even with these these sort of things on his his jacket. You know what I mean? It just speaks to the the problem of law enforcement in this country and also just fucking that they're just giving anybody guns in places like Texas. Bro, and it's on top of that, too. Like, and I will I'm going to say I will say just as is, bro, our Latinos, yeah. brothers and sisters, they're labeled as Latino, but within their blood, they are native. They are native to this land. Right. And our right. native brothers and sisters are getting shot and killed without yeah. any reason. And it's like as if we're back in the 1500s all over again. We are 22 yeah. men and our right. brown, our indigenous brothers and sisters that lived here before European colonization are, have yeah. been going through their own difficulties, are now going through more difficulties because there's just a border now on right. their own land. Nobody's right. on stolen land. Said it like that. Long live our right. ancestors. Holla. <laughs> that, that's a fact. Very well said. So, uh, last of the of the heavy news I want to touch on, and this is about a suspected serial killer in Stockton, California. Yeah, and p- police are investigating someone. They have like a picture of the back of this person's head. Uh, they're they're being known as a a person of interest. Uh, but thus far, the killer has murdered five people, including four Latino. I just want to know 
this person's motive. Right. I want to know who, what kind of person he is. And we are we talking a racial motive? Right. Or are we talking like a mental, mentally um, incapacitated uh, motive, bro? Does he have does he have issues? Yeah. Like I want to know why this happens. And then when people have these types of conversations about like the type of killer he is, whether it's racially motivated, whether he's like mentally ill, whatever it is, it's just going to keep going in a circle, right. bro. Look at all the school shootings that has happened throughout this this past several years. Yeah. It's always a debate about whether it was racial, yep. about whether it was mental, about whether it was classes, and they just keep going in a circle. And the problem with these types of conversations that we have, bro, is that once everybody starts saying, no, it's this, no, it's that, no, it's this, no, it's that, you're going in a circle. Right. And then at some point, everybody loses interest. Right. And then nothing gets done. Right. And nothing gets resolved. You know? Yeah. Only the court has the final say. And that's that without any solid proof of what the cause of motive was. And for these people who got killed, will they ever truly get the justice they deserve? You know? Right, right, right. Well, like what, it brings into perspective what's going to happen. You know? Is he going to get treated? Is he going to get the same repercussions? The killer. Is he going to get the same repercussions? as a person of color yeah i find that highly unlikely you know but these are the type of conversations that trigger me in a sense where why is it happening again why i just want to watch you know right. that's where i come from right right well i mean yeah i think there's there's uh <clears throat> it's it's scary as a person of color to ever be able to trust the police to want to truly find justice when something happens to us right i think that's the first and foremost um thing but but yeah i mean i think you would hope that this would be treated as a hate crime, you know, uh, when, when in fact he, he does get get locked up. I mean, because we saw it in that Walmart in Texas where that was a, a person uh, purposely looking for Latinos to to murder uh, when they did that mass shooting. But yeah, I mean, we saw State New York. yeah, we saw State New yeah. York. What was it like Buffalo? Yeah, they were targeting black people. Yeah, uh, they, were, they were looking for, for, for black people specifically. He was looking for black people to kill, you know. Um, so, I mean, I think that's a, a great point. You know, this is not maybe a. Uh, a mass shooting where you have one gigantic event. But yeah, I think the the fact that now you have somebody out there purposely targeting Latino people just continues to speak to the same narrative and, and idea that we have that like these racist people are being super emboldened to take their own anger into their own hands, you know, sadly. Yeah, bro. And, and like, well, well, let's I'm bringing another perspective. It's the ideology. Let's say the motive is race. Right. There are some people that will defend the serial killer because of his ideologies, bro. Yeah. Look at the situation with Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, that man is glorified yes. in many, many cases. Yeah, he's a celebrity. Because of what he did. And it, it goes cross borders. Yep. There's a whole museum or a house for Kyle Rittenhouse yes. in his name, glorifying him yeah. in Argentina, bro. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on, bro? I don't it, it's it's a weird kind of like fucking twilight zone that we live in right now where someone like Kyle Rittenhouse is a celebrity where people are lining up. There was a video recently of people lining up to take pictures with him. Um, you know, he's getting paid as a public speaker in like these Republican conferences, bro. It's fucking it, it is a twilight zone. But real quick, though, I, I want to get your opinion though on, on like the glorification of, of outside of race, the glorification of these serial killers, right? Like the Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix thing. What what do you what do you think? Are we becoming too obsessed and desensitized to the idea of murder, and we're forgetting there are real victims behind it? My thing is that I <laughs> man, just hear me out. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I've seen it. I'm scared. I'm scared because this is really being glorified. Yeah. But I'm seeing a lot more women always 
geared and interested uh-huh. in these types of <laughs> cases. Like it seems like a woman just knows yeah. how these murder cases turn out. And I've always got like, oh, and why are these women so invested <laughs> in it, bro? They they love this shit. And I'm just like, bro, like, are you trying to like I'm I'm curious for my future partner. Like, what do you like? What do you right, what are your interests? Right. <laughs> why like I wanna know? Because if they say I would like serial killer shows, I'd be like, I gotta go. Right. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> That that's one thing in a lighter story I just wanted to bring up yeah. because that is the thing that I've seen a lot more women um like. Yeah. But in terms of the 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 glorification of it, I just I just feel like I'm so desensitized in so many ways when it comes to these types of murderers, these types of killers that are just like they're being talked about on a main platform like Netflix, you know? Yeah. And then they're talked about all over social media. Can we just rewind the clock back to like what 15, 20 years ago? When Teen Mom was like the most <laughs> popular thing yeah. on television, bro. Right. I, I just want to let you know that what who is in charge of putting these types of like um themes, TV shows, murder cases yeah. on the main screen? Like, we need to have a serious conversation with who's in charge, right? And why are they so obsessed? And why do they think that these people are gonna love these types of cases? Which, unfortunately. There are a lot of people that love these cases. Right. There are people that love Teen Mom. Yeah. At this point, it seems that humanity just loves drama. They love yeah. this type of um, they're sick. They're sick. I mean, a lot of people are sick. You know, <laughs> they 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 fantasize this type of life, you know. But it seems that whoever's in charge are just in his eyes, his or her the eyes yeah. are just giving the people what they want, you know? Yeah, I, that is the sad thing because you, you wonder, you're like, all right, well, why is all this like become the new show that we see on television? It's because it fucking sells. People watch it, right? Like that that's the truth. We we you know, the news, that's why they lead with like the goriest stories at the beginning to get you hooked, right? And and, right. and that's a part of the the culture, right? And it's sad because I think it, it speaks to a bit of like a demented aspect of our society, right? And our love right. of of pain and trauma and hurt and how we normalize it and and maybe that's why we have a bit of this l- sort of lack of empathy towards one another right uh, and seeing each other as human beings because of stuff like that um and and to your point i do love those memes where it's like a a girl and they're talking about like you know watches a serial killer uh, show right before bed and then sleeps no problem through the night you know they sleep with them and I'm like, are you good? Like, right. I have questions, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. So we talked about, man, some of these heavy topics from this last week. I want to celebrate somebody from our community who, who is getting his flowers in our Mijente segment. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby. But you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en, en riesgo, riesgo de, de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespañol.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian Cocktail Maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get Mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds make mom's mother's day and all the 364 days that aren't mother's day with a bartesian cocktail maker at 50 off visit b-a-r-t-e-s-i-a-n.com backslash mother now to get 50 off the bartesian premium cocktail maker bartesian premium cocktails on demand Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
Okay, so for our Mi Gente segment, man, I want to I wanna celebrate a man that I know you have been, you know, campaigning for, championing. Uh, you were excited about his last tour and trying to catch him in Puerto Rico. Um, yeah. I'm talking about the big boss, Daddy Yankee, of course. Uh, and and this is pretty dope where he's actually getting uh, honored in, in Chile, right? And he's in, uh, in, yeah. in Santiago, Chile. He's having a life-size statue put up to mm-hmm. honor his epic music career, right? And Spotify actually unveiled it last week. Uh, and it's just in time for his uh, sold-out run in, in Santiago. Spotify explained that the statue was meant to honor Yankee's, quote, immeasurable contributions to music and would make an appearance at each of the Santiago shows that happened this last week. Man, ha- sure. go ahead. Let, let, let me let me hear it, bro. I know you're excited to read things like this. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> no, no, I just want to say, bro, this man is the living legend, bro. I, I got tickets. I got I finally got tickets. I'm gonna, officially gonna go see him in Puerto Rico, his last shows in it's um at the stadium at the stadium in San Juan. Amazing. So I'm already hyped for that, bro. <laughs> They'll be ready for that. But I'm just so happy that it's come first circle. Yeah. He started this movement only for many generations after him to live up to the reggaeton legacy, you know, yeah. and it's finally happened. I saw the statue. Um, being posted um, on Twitter and on Instagram too, and I'm just—it makes me happy. I see my idol yeah. getting, um, you know, getting his money's worth and getting the t- and the recognition he's deserved for such a long time. Absolutely, because he pushed yep. this genre. He pushed it. I was the only diehard <laughs> Puerto Rican kid. It was me and my Mexican homies. Yeah. We were like this yeah. in an all-white school. <laughs> listening to reggaeton and they'll be like yo i don't like this all the other non latinos were like yeah. oh. or there were other latinos too but they were more like 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 argentinians yeah. latinos, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they were they were like oh i don't like that music yeah. you know what i'm saying but now it's like you cannot not talk about it right bro. we are everywhere we have me and my mexican homies we're like this we've been this since day one supporting artists like daddy Yankee, yeah nikki jam you know yeah. blambe We've been there, bro. Yeah. And it's finally come full circle. And I'm so happy. It makes me so happy. You know? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the reality is Bad Bunny, uh, a Latin artist, is the biggest artist in the world. But in order for him to get to that place, you needed somebody like Daddy Yankee to begin to break that wall down. Right. You know, he he had right. Gasolina, which, you know, never reached the heights of, of Bad Bunny, you know, in commercial success. But that was what opened the door for people to maybe have more of an open mind to uh, a Spanish speaking song, right? That they didn't necessarily understand the words, but just understood the Word. vibe of it and couldn't deny that it was an incredible piece of music, right? And and man, Absolutely. yeah, to to see him honored is always beautiful. I think especially seeing it happen throughout the the Latin diaspora is a beautiful thing, right? I think the idea of of unity, you know, Daddy Yankee is not from from Chile, but to see them honor him and recognize the contributions that he has made on behalf of Latinos everywhere, I think is also what makes this such a, a, a beautiful moment. Absolutely. I, I 110% agree, bro. I, it started when he first created the word reggaeton. Uh-huh. He, and when it first came from his mouth in, back in the 1990s, in Playero 34, uh-huh. you listen to the track Playero 34, yeah. Daddy, he was the first to create that song, the word reggaeton. Uh-huh. It was because of him many other artists started using it and that's what cultivated the genre reggaeton which is why he is the father of this genre and the fact that reggaeton is being heard not throughout just latin america right. and usa we're talking 
Europe yep. and Africa mm-hmm. as well. Yep. I, there was a story I read a couple of weeks ago that there were people in Venice, Italy. Mm. They took a trip out to Venice, Italy, and they started uh, listening to the Italian music. And they said, oh, yo, can I get the hogs? I'm looking for this music, you know? Yeah. And then they started playing Bad Bunny <laughs> at the at the party there was at. And then more people from the outside started <laughs> listening to the inside because yeah. of the, him, them hearing the reggaeton that Bad Bunny is producing, you know? Yeah. So we've come so far we've broken barriers and it's just finally happening that the man is gonna hang up his gloves bro right. that the man daddy yankee yep. Raymond Ayala is hanging it up bro the pioneer of reggaeton uh-huh. is coming to an end and i'm so excited bro i'm so excited i'm so happy now nah, that, that's beautiful bro i mean listen i i want to also t- touch on uh you know all that you're working on as well because i know you're you're doing a bunch of different work around the island i mean what have you been been kind of getting into? Kind of what, what has been your focus? I know obviously a lot of it's probably centered around hurricane uh, repairs and, and, and things like that. Kind of what, what's been going on for you and what kind of things are you are you trying to push people to? I'm trying to get more folks to get involved with the nonprofit that I'm a, a brand ambassador for. Uh-huh. It's a nonprofit called Mi Patria Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. Um, they, these people have been just nonstop every day doing work, whether it's in Isabela, Rincón, Abadilla, Salinas, they will go wherever. It does not matter. Yeah. They literally just delivered a truck full of ice for the people in Las Marias mm. just to have ice, bro. We're talking ice, bro. How do you ship, right. ship ice? These people did it. Right. You know, and just want to take the opportunity to say thank you to everybody who has donated yeah. because we have reached monumental achievements in terms of buying Many, many, many mattresses to give to people that lost their homes, mm. lost their mattresses out to the communities of Añasco. And it's just been never ending, bro. We're going to keep going. And, and it makes me so happy that, you know, a lot more from, from the states, a lot more Puerto Ricans from the states and non-Puerto Ricans that have gotten involved from the states as well have been contributing to the community out here in Puerto Rico, you know, and the fruit of the labor has just been never ending and I'm so happy that it's it's only up from here, you know? That's beautiful. But where where can people check out the, the nonprofit if they want to donate? So you can check it out on Instagram and on TikTok at um at me patria point PR. That's me patria point PR. Perfect. Yeah and, and that's that's important because donating to the grassroots organizations it it gets the the money and then the resources there quicker to the people that need them you know what i mean and uh when you donate to like fema and all that kind of stuff you don't really know where your money's going uh it could end up in a warehouse somewhere that never gets open for you know (laughs) sadly uh, right right so uh, i always suggest and when i donate i always try to send it to a grassroots organization that is literally in touch with the community and knows specifically who is in need the most and gets it to those people. So that's really important. Word. Nah, word, word. And, you know, I'm going to, I might toot my own horn a little Go bit, ahead. but, you know, because of the work that I've been doing, bro, and, like, the interviews that I've been going through, your boy is finally, like, today, this morning, I got verified on Instagram. Your boy nice. is officially verified on social media, too. So now businesses and um, outside uh you know, people from the outside that want to help, yeah. they, they'll know I'm a serious and direct source because of my what I've been doing on social media. So it's finally like come full circle. I'm just like, all right, I'm verified, baby. Time to get to work, you know? That's beautiful, my bro. I love that. Where can uh, where can people follow you to keep up with all that you're doing? Oh, uh, they can definitely follow me on um, Instagram. They can follow me at Huertas Dean PR. Right? Or they can follow me on TikTok at Dean 
Puertas. Definitely check it out. I'm always informing everything that Mi Patria is doing. I'm always informing about everything Puerto Rico related and everything Latino based related as well. And uh, much love and support to everybody that's been grinding with me since day one. And to you, Dramos. <laughs> I've been a fan of you since I first met you, bro. I, I appreciate you, my dude. Well, definitely, uh, when I'm in Puerto Rico, uh, you know, in a couple months, we'll knock back a couple of medallas for sure. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I want that. Yes, want that. my bro. I appreciate you as always. Likewise. Thank you, man. Man, big shout out to my guy, Dean Huertas, for hopping on the show today. Man, it's it's crazy to see his growth and dedication to, to his work. I mean, when I first met him, it was uh, on, on Instagram, and he just randomly started following me and, and was, uh, I think, just moving to Puerto Rico. And before any of the TikTok stuff started going off for him, and he was just a dude who was was passionate about helping the island of Puerto Rico and 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 man, getting information out there. And it's crazy to see how he just blew up with his uh, social media and, and all that he's beginning to build out there. So, man, big shout out to Dean. Definitely an inspiration. And man, with that said, I want to hear from y'all. Let's uh, let's get your take on a question that has to do with one of the topics that I cover with Dean. We'll do that in our Ask a Gringo segment. Ask a Gringo. All right, so for today's question, again, at DJ Dramos, anybody new here, I pose these questions on Instagram for each and every episode. I want to get y'all to chime in. I mean, your your voice is just as important as mine is on this show. So this, this question that I posed today was based around the, uh, the, the kind of conversation that we got into about Netflix and this Jeffrey Dahmer show that has uh, gotten a lot of backlash and a lot of people criticizing sort of this glorification that we're seeing of violence and, and murder and serial killers in this instance. And I mean, man, the, the true crime genre is gigantic when it comes to podcasting or television. And everybody seems to be obsessed with it. I mean, shit, uh, I'll be real with you. You know, I'm super into it. But I think there is a real question to be posed about how healthy it is for us to kind of become desensitized and just entertained by violence. And at the same time, you know, somebody posed an argument recently, uh, I think it was on a, a podcast or, or, or something I was watching or, or listening to, and they were talking about how many of the families of these victims, you know, are re-traumatized whenever a lot of these things, uh, you know, become TV shows or, or movies or things like that. And I, it was something that I didn't really think about. And, and it's just, I don't know, I feel a little guilty supporting something that that is re-traumatizing people out there, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's an interesting conversation to, to be had. So I want to get y'all's take on that. So I, uh, I, I simply posed the question, are we too obsessed with violence slash true crime as a society? Why or why not? And I, I made sure I mentioned kind of based off of this whole Jeffrey Dahmer movie and, or show, whatever it is. Let's see. I'm going to read a couple here at Maritza period m04 says yes i don't know why america is in love with serial killers it's creepy and and it is it is creepy i think that's a great a great kind of word for it you know i i think that it's uh it, it's so man the idea of like I, I mentioned this about the news like the idea that they lead with like the most violent stories on the news because they know that's what's going to hook us in you know and it's not anything new i think you think about like the the times of like the Romans, like they had a Colosseum where people would like fight to the death essentially, right? And that was their entertainment. You think about sports like boxing, you know, 
So we've always loved this idea of violence. You know, I, I just think it, it be, begins to kind of creep up on a weird fine line when it's about murder and true crimes, you know, where there were victims and where there still are, uh, you know, victims, families uh, surviving and, and having to rewatch these things as they become oddly glorified. I think that's when you kind of have a fine line. Let me see. At um, This one's anonymous. So they said, yes. Part of me thinks I'm learning how to protect myself as I watch. Now, this is um, this is super interesting. I I definitely can kind of kind of see that. I think um, you know, man, it, it and it's it's also scary because you think about we live in a society where uh, people feel like they have to learn how to handle these these situations. But I I, I totally get it. I think a part of us always thinks that because we watch so many of these shows, we are uh, like experts on how to handle these these sort of situations. God forbid it ever happened to us or a a loved one. And I think, again, that kind of speaks to the society that we have, that people feel like they need to prepare for, God forbid, these horrible, horrific situations uh, possibly coming into their life. I think that's another commentary on the current state of, of the world and our society, unfortunately. And last one I'll read. From at Nicolosa underscore Vega, she says, as an avid true crime podcast listener, I can say that I listen because it's intriguing. As a woman, it's important to be aware of these dangers and know that it's okay to quote unquote fuck politeness and listen to your instinct. Maybe it's my anxiety, but I feel the more I know, the better prepared I can be. What's insensitive is all the people on TikTok sympathizing with Jeffrey Dahmer. So disturbing. And yeah, I think that I think that's another good point and it piggybacks off of the the previous comment and and obviously it seems like this is a a sort of normal mindset for for women unfortunately because they feel the need to have to protect themselves and and uh I actually listened to a recent uh there's Crime Junkies podcast and they had had one about this woman who was like meeting a a like Tinder date and the guy never showed up, but like some other dude was there at the bar. And like, luckily, the bartender kind of saved her um, and, and told her that like this guy is always at the bar, always like hit, hitting on a woman who was getting stood up from a date. And there's just some sort of creepy thing going on. And it was eye opening for me. And it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, man, you know, women have to protect themselves. And as as somebody who hopes to have children one day and, and all these things, it was like great to be informed on kind of some of the schemes that are possibly happening out there that put people in in danger so if i felt it to be educational at that point i can only imagine as a woman who feels the need to protect themselves you know i definitely see that but i think to your point the sort of fandom and glorification that comes from these killers i think you're right that is sort of the the sort of uh line that ends up getting crossed right i think when you tell these stories and maybe if the the purpose of it is to you know uh get these stories out there to educate people, you know, to maybe even just sort of, um, I don't want to say celebrate the life of the victims, but, but to make sure they're not forgotten. Like I understand that, but yeah, I think people doing the Jeffrey Dahmer memes, as much as I know people are just trying to have fun. It's the internet. I think that's when we begin to kind of forget the human side of it, that this is a person who took the life of, of many people and, and, left families grieving for no real reason, you know? And I, I, I think that's what we kind of have to be mindful of. There's also the same kind of conversation when you had Zac Efron playing uh, Ted Bundy and 
women were were kind of talking about or, or people in general were talking about like how attractive they found him and like making jokes that they want Ted Bundy to, to kidnap them type of thing, right? And again, I understand that it's all in fun and I'm not trying to be somebody who's like, uh, you know, say, oh, we can't joke about anything. I, I get it. I understand like it's not meant to be serious. It's not that deep for the people making these jokes. But I think, again, we, we begin to forget there are real lives affected by these stories and our jokes, be it as innocent as they may be, it's just the internet, I think, spits on a little bit of, of that and, and the trauma that many people, you know, are are having as a result of the original incident, but then also it's just popping up on, on TV and being something everybody's like celebrating and, and in love with. I think it's just a, a weird kind of fine line. And listen, I don't have the answer for you. Like I said, I say all this as somebody who participates in it as well. Um, and and yeah, I, I think it's just it's a fine line of not glorifying it and and not making it, you know, something fun. Uh, you know, a, a, as far as the, the murders that happen, I think maybe telling the real stories. I haven't seen the the Jeffrey Dahmer one, but, um, you know, maybe telling the stories as they are and not glorifying these people to be something that they're not or, or someone that we, uh, you know, can have some sort of empathy for when they did these hor- horrendous acts, you know. No, no, just an interesting conversation to have. And I think interesting uh, sort of, you know, reference as far as like where we are as a society. I don't know, just these types of conversations, I think, there's no right or wrong answer, I guess. It's it's just an observation about the the current world that we live in, I guess. Man, but with that said, thank y'all so much for participating at DJ Dramos on Instagram. I post these for each and every episode, like I said. And man, without further ado, let's kind of tie everything we talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion Stew. So just to kind of quickly recap a few of the things that we talked about, you know, you had Biden going to Puerto Rico and and there's a lot of criticism that he didn't visit much of the island. He spent barely any time there. And I think that that's all all valid. I think that in comparison to the previous administration, he's saying all the right things again. Like Dean said, you know, money was supposed to have been released uh, for Maria that, you know, people seem to have lost track of. So the promise uh, of Biden saying that money is going to be sent. And, and allocated for the people, you know, still feels a bit empty to a degree because we're going to be weary from from the last time. Right. But I think overall, you know, the what clouds this whole conversation and I think what makes it difficult and I don't know, ironic in a, in a weird way is the idea that, you know, regardless of how good or bad Biden is doing as far as, uh, you know, his support of the people of Puerto Rico in in these dire circumstances. It's the fact that the U.S. is still, you know, modern day colonizer of the island of Puerto Rico. Right. And we can't escape that that conversation. And that's a very complex one I've talked about on the show a bit. Uh, one will continue to kind of cover as as, you know, more and more opinions continue to, to kind of happen. And we have different people, you know, with different points of view. But, you know, I think that uh, a lot of whatever is going to happen as far as the U.S. supporting the idea of colonization is still in the air. And I think the the fact that, you know, we had to wait for for the president to waive uh, the Jones Act in order for a, a foreign ship to deliver fuel in the form of aid, I think, tells you everything you need to know. Right. That anybody who says we are a self-serving government and, you know, we act on, on our own and on the island of Puerto Rico. And, and while that's true in bits and pieces, everything you need to know is is said in that moment where a foreign ship is coming to deliver fuel 
as a means of aid to people who are in dire circumstances. And they're not able to deliver that until they get the okay from the United States of America. And that tells you 100% who is in control and the status of the island and that they do not hold their own fate in their own hands. And that's a problem. Now, moving on to the uh, two brothers who were arrested in, in the uh, shooting of two migrants in Texas, one, one of which was killed. I, I just think that this is more of like that martial law, that, that vigilante justice that the right seems to be okay with, that they think they have to take things into their own hands and they feel emboldened. Um, and sadly, it's because of the, the leadership you know, that they follow that makes them think that it's okay to take justice into their own hands. And you know, as much as I have my, my gripes with law enforcement, there's a reason why we have the police. There's a reason why we have, uh, you know, the rule in place that everybody is innocent until proven guilty. Everybody gets their day in court, right? There is a process towards, you know, uh, you know, even holding the, you know, worst criminals accountable, right? Police aren't allowed to just shoot random people because they're criminals. They have to get their day in court, right? I mean, obviously, Sadly, that that happens. But as the, the laws stay and as the rules are, that's what our system is based upon. Right. So these these, you know, cowboys basically, I think Dean made a great kind of reference talking about this very reminiscent of the days of, of cowboys and, and Native Americans. Right. Like they think that they can just go around and enforce whatever they feel is is necessary. And again, you know, we saw it with the, the horrendous death of, of Ahmaud Aubrey, And luckily, those men are, are rotting in jail. But, you know, it just kind of shows you the mindset of these people. And it's a really dangerous time to, to be living in, especially if you are a person of, of color, you know, if you are an immigrant and you have these people who believe that we don't belong here in this country and then feel emboldened to take justice into their own hands or, or justice as they see fit, I should say. So just scary times and, and more, you know, of a, of a sad reflection of the current state of our, our country where this sadly is, is kind of a normal thing. And, and we talked about kind of serial killers a bunch today on on the show, I mean, you know, you you have this person in Stockton, California. I I suggest you you look it up. There is a video of the person of interest. It's the back of them, but you can see them kind of walking, and and you know, uh, you know, it's kind of like a unique walk that somebody might have if it's somebody you know. You know, if you're from the area or, or know people in the area, definitely find that video online. Maybe you can help the police catch them. But the fact that they're targeting men, specifically Latino men is is you know again another another example of it not being safe for us here in this country and i i guess when this person is is caught it'll be interesting to kind of really see what their motives were and and then on the topic of serial killers in general like the obsession that we kind of have as a society with violence and murder and blood guts and gore and all that kind of stuff man it's a it's it's a fine line you know of of you know we're all guilty of looking at it for entertainment to a degree um, but again, there's there's real people out there who are suffering through uh, the the emotions from the things that we are finding as entertainment. And I'm not passing judgment. Again, I'm somebody who who watches and and you know enjoys these these true crime type of things, you know. But um, but yeah, I think like uh, like one of my listeners said, uh, Nicolosa, um, you know, I think the lot the fine line is when we begin to celebrate these these murderers and also kind of make them into like this meme internet culture that that sort of lessens the disgusting human beings that they are and, and the victims and you know broken families that they left behind as a as a result and then last thing on on some positivity man i think uh it, it's beautiful to see daddy yankee getting honored getting his flowers somebody who has done so much for 
not only Latin music, but Latin culture, bringing it to the forefront, opening the door for people like Bad Bunny to to be able to run through and to see it happening in Chile, which is obviously not where Daddy Yankee is from, I think is a beautiful sign of, of unity amongst the Latin diaspora, which is amazing. And and last kind of honorable mention, because uh, I know I know it just passed. Uh, you had Bad Bunny getting uh, his, his own day in Los Angeles, right? Uh, Bad Bunny Day, October 1st. So just incredible, you know, to see our our, you know, you know, people are our, our men, our, our community just getting this this recognition. And I don't want to over celebrate like, you know, like and, and make it seem as if everything is equal and there's not more work to be done, you know, because I think that things like this should be the norm. But we also have to give people their flowers that they very much well deserve, uh, you know, in, in moments like this one. So big shout out to, to all those guys doing the thing and everybody from our community who's out there putting on in, in the same way that, that they have and, and just carrying on that that torch, uh, that baton for, for all of us. I think it's incredible. And big shout out to Dean, Dean Huertas for, for doing that as well. You know, with his social media platform, always informing people, always speaking about real issues as well as having some fun. I just think an amazing representative for our community. And you love to see, you know, people like that winning and and getting that kind of following and having, you know, uh, a home for, for others to go to. To, to kind of feel as a part of their culture, which I think is, is beautiful. Now, with that said, thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode at DJ Drombos on them social medias. If you want to, you know, hit me up, have any questions, suggestions, I'm always open to that kind of stuff. Any feedback, always appreciated. Again, wherever you're listening, if, if you haven't yet, I would greatly appreciate you leaving uh, a review, uh, you know, giving us five stars if you feel so inclined. I appreciate you dramos.com for merch we got uh, my logo hat we got the gringo hats some pins to represent your your country so some cool stuff over there and i'm working on a few more things that i'll i'll keep y'all tuned in on man but uh but that's it i'll catch y'all on tuesday for a brand new episode until then have an amazing weekend and i'll talk to y'all soon peace life as a gringo is a production of iheart's my cultura podcast network 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information hey guys back at the playground again huh yep you know what this playground could use a wine country heck yeah and some waves so we could go surfing oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that a redwood forest would be cool i'm in ah ski slopes let's do it um tenor girl go shopping yeah, baby. wait did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.